Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes, let me get it out of the way because I know that's why the people tune in, kind of like Gary Coleman. And what are you talking about, Willis? Sometimes it was Mr. Drummond. I suppose sometimes it was Kimberly, maybe Pearl. Name the maids on different strokes, Jackson, since you couldn't name Monday Night Miracle. Uh, was there Alice? No. That was a show that ran at the same time. Was that on CBS? I have Matt Rocchio's phone. Who should I text first? Wow. But there are a lot of ween picks in there and not necessarily his. All due respect. <laughs> oh, yeah, Rocky uh, was my guy next week. Stop he is. We're we're uh, we're all <laughs> that's hot. Yeah, we'll be doing what three shows because you're flying to Las Vegas next yeah, week. Yeah, so you Wednesday. And Lisa Ann? <laughs> no, Lisa Ann will not be joining. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you'll nice. have Matt Rocchio uh, on your hip, and then uh, how's the audience going to feel about that? Uh, they'll probably enjoy the show more. If I had to guess. Um, or dislike it less, depending on your perspective. Yeah, pers- and perspective is so key. I'm Boy, is to, it ever. Amen. I'm still trying to name these maids. Uh, right. So Alice is not one of them? No. Wasn't there someone you always referenced named Dingbat? No, you, no you're, back, you're back on the, the television show Alice again. You can't get off the show Alice. Was there Flo? That's, that's also from Alice. Mildred? Was there anyone I don't named know Mildred? About that. that was Mel, Mel Sharples. You had Mrs. Garrett. Okay. And then she had the spin-off Facts of Life with Blair, who lived in De Pere. Did you know that? Did you know Lisa Welchel lived in De Pere? You're just naming... I don't know who any... What, they did spin-offs? Did you do any show prep? Did, they honestly. Did, how many of these sitcoms got spin-offs? Well, I'll tell you a lot, now that I think about it. It's, you don't see that. I guess... Uh, was the last Saul. one Joey for Friends with Matt LeBlanc? Text in 314-399-9646. I don't like Friends. Um, really? No. Wow, it's like it can tell you're like it's beneath you. No, I just it's like somebody offered you like a, a chicken wing, and you're like, oh, no caviar tonight. I would That's never like- ever turn down. I love chicken wings so much. Um, what I would say, like, I know there's like a debate going on, like Friends or Seinfeld, and to me, to even compare the two, they're two totally different shows. Where right, is this debate taking? One place? is outstanding humor, and the other is like. You know, God, kind you, of a star you know what vehicle. you do? You do daily on this show, and I've, I've had it. And me and Rocchio <laughs> right. are more proletariats, whereas you're a nobleman. You look down on the common man. That's what I've discovered about this. Is that. Friends the common man show? Yes. What well, makes it attracts? Because, I mean, it's a star vehicle. You got Aniston and David Schwimmer, um, Matt LeBlanc, less so than the other two, but it was a real star maker. Less so, Seinfeld was the opposite. It was a kind of The biggest a, star going into Friends, though, boy, was Courtney Cox. Did you yeah, know that? Yeah, also a, a bit, but also had a big career after, too. Because um, so, the Scream franchises. That and uh, Cougar Town. I know people are into that. Double Brio? <laughs> so, uh, these different strokes, you have Mrs. Mrs. Garrett. Right. You had Adelaide. And then you had Pearl. 
And then Mr. Drummond married Dixie Carter. She had a cute little redhead named Danny Cooksey. All these shows, I just don't, I couldn't tell one from the other. Facts of life, all in the family. I have so much to get to, and the fact that you don't know this stuff distracts us from the issue at hand. All right. Jackson did not get the Blues television color analyst job. I didn't. It's official. I was in a tough spot because I like when Jamie Rivers comes in here to physically assault you. But I also like you. Thank you. I don't appreciate the lack of show prep on different housekeepers, different strokes, but I thought that it was a tough call for Bailey's, the Blues, to make between you and Jamie Rivers. And part of me wonders if you were going to get it, and then yesterday when you said you didn't know what the Monday Night Miracle is, that got Rivers the job. Well... I would say it didn't help my case, Mm -hmm. but I also was extremely transparent in saying that I don't know much about not only the blues, but the sport of hockey in general. Like, icing is still a kind of a blind spot in my knowledge of the game. Mm -hmm. Not really sure. I don't, but I think like half the color analysts in the NHL probably don't know what icing is. Right. So I don't know if that's a disqualifier. Right. Or at least struggle with it. Um, Boarding, another thing. Not totally positive on mm-hmm. charging all these things. Like I, I don't necessarily know about the ins and outs of the sport, which for you know a color commentator could be difficult. But I said I think that's part of the draw is that I am not someone who's well versed in the sport, so I could learn in real time, and people could see my progress from you know season one till you know who knows season fifty. You could could have been on the call for 50 years. I'm 25, so yeah, 75 years old. Sure, 75 years of blues hockey with piddles. But instead, it's Jamie Rivers. So this had to be a tough call for you to get when Bailey's or the Blues informed you this morning that they had decided to go with somebody who had been calling games and played for the organization and hosts, all due respect, to our one hour of midday radio, four hours of drive time radio in which they do... Again, I say respectfully, knowledgeably talk about the franchise whose games air here on this very radio station, 101 ESPN. All I heard there, Tim, was semantics. Like, sure, the guy played the sport of hockey. Mm-hmm. Did he go to Ladue High School? Mm. Mm. I don't think so. Uh, sure, the guy knows more about the sport. Good for you. That's a good concession to make. That's classy. But, you know, does he have just pure, like, like the palest of pale white skin. Like this is TV. I am TV material. No, I agree with that. I bring, you know, the, the blues and what they do on the ice puts asses in the seats. I put asses in the couch. I put asses in the leather. People will come to their television set and watch a guy who just doesn't understand the sport. And I think that would have brought, now if it could go to anybody in the world, anybody in the world, I'm I'm really happy for Jamie Rivers. Oh my gosh! I love Jamie Rivers. Oh my gosh! I think he's outstanding at what he does. I think he's an even better human. Um, I know that we have this long-standing riff, um, but I'm going to concede and say that if it was to go to anybody in the world, I'm glad it went to Jamie Rivers. Wow! Now that that's class. Thank you. That's like Jack Nicholas and the concession, the Ryder Cup. What a moment! What a moment! Yeah. Class. Yeah. I think even your biggest detractors, of which there's like a couple, would say, you know what? Good for good for you. Thank good you. for you there. Yeah. 
I know Stephen Wilde would left a uh, a mic drop. Um, now you're looking at me with a kind of like a KOMU weekend anchor when the when the teleprompter goes down. A panic. Have you not vetted the the, the mic drop? No, no, I have not. We had yet. an unfortunate incident this morning on TMA. I know a lot of you listened to it, and uh, both the S and F words. <laughs> uh, were used in a matter of three seconds yeah, from a succession. drop that was not vetted, and uh, and and so I'd prefer to have to limit the FCC violations I'm a part of to one per day. That's kind of something that I set out when I wake up in the morning. Right, and they were so close in succession that you can call that a you know it's a two for one situation. Well, two for uh, yeah. So I will vet that first. But again, just Jamie is is first class. He's great, and uh, I, I I would understand if the Blues had some trepidations about hiring me based on the Monday Night Miracle thing. Right. But now I know, you know, they can't get me on that fastball. To, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you know, that whole thing. So I, well I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mess that up a second time. Your Mount Rushmore of Blues moments. We visited this morning because one of the members of TMA, Ken Iggy Strode, did not consider the Monday Night Miracle on the Mount Rushmore of Blues moments. I was a little surprised by that. So, okay, so we'll go winning the Stanley Cup, raising the chalice in Boston. Okay. I'll go Patty Maroon's double overtime goal against the Stars. Nice. I think people would accept both of those. I'll go with the Monday Night Miracle. Of of which you've heard about. Right. And then I'll go with the day they unveiled the Navy alternate jerseys with the arch in the middle. Um, That was a... That's the fourth best moment in the franchise's history. It's the first best moment for me. Wow. And then the worst moment was when they got rid of them. Now I feel like you're just being passive aggressive because you didn't get the blues color commentary job and now you're taking a shot and going like, yeah, the fourth best moment or first best moment was when they got new sweaters. Well, there was the most beautiful hockey sweater I've ever seen. And they're like, ah, it's too good. We'll get rid of it for these like light blue ones that I don't think are very good. Wow. That's going to be an unpopular position. I know. I don't, but I don't like, I don't think that color combination works at all. Like I, I to me, it's craziness, but. What do I no, know, sorry, Tim? I felt, I felt like you were going to exit losing out to Jamie Rivers with class, and then there it's kind of like you sense the bitterness, and you took a shot. That's what I. That's how I'm. That's how I'm coming away from this segment. No, and I listen. Love the Blues. They do a lot of great things for the community here in St. Louis. Uh, you know, I'm always going to support local teams. That's who I am. I care about neighborhoods and communities. Hey, <laughs> my <laughs> right, but. I think they really messed up changing up the sweaters. But what, again, what do I know? I don't know much. That's why I didn't get the job, Tim. Uh, I appreciate Jackson's transparency as well as his <laughs> honest opinion on Riv's superior hockey knowledge. Look at that. Look at that. Thank you. You're starting to get some support in here. Navy blue and royal blue never match. Ever. It's from the 813. There was no, there was no royal blue in those. They were just straight navy with the, with the gold accents and the white numbers on the back. It looked gorgeous. Why they got rid of it, I'll never... Royal blue and darker blue don't match. And that's what they kind of go with now. It's kind of what the Rams had. Yeah, and the, the Titans The helmets do didn't it. match. Oh, that was bad. Like the first year in L.A., it was terrible. Mm. They were wearing the crappy St. Louis uniforms with the white-horned helmets. Good morning. I get the sense that Jackson throws temper tantrums when he doesn't get Dino chicken nuggets or Dino chicken nuggets out of the... <laughs> 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 and mac and cheese for dinner when he was a preteen. Is that accurate? Do you throw temper transfers and you didn't get your dino shaped? No, dino nuggets weren't like a big thing for me growing up. I did like have chicken nuggets all the time, like any kid would. Oyster, lobster. No, I'm not a seafood guy, so it's fillets. I love steak, yeah, but sashimi. 
<laughs> no, again, fish, not a fan of uncooked fish also, not a fan of. Uh, so, no, I didn't throw a lot of temper tantrums. I, I mean, every kid throws temper tantrums. I was a child. How about the 50 goals in 50 games by Brett Hall? Does Jackson even know what that is? Takes much more talent than anything you can do in basketball. It's from the 314. That's a whole different conversation. It's Which, not one you want to have today. On a day you found out you will not be the Blues color commentator. I can't speak on it because I have never like, been on the ice with a hockey stick. Never once. Mm-hmm. Like That was never a thing I ever wanted to do. Um, so... I don't know how difficult. I, mean, I know it's very difficult to score fifty goals in the in the fifty games. Is that what Hull did? Yeah, that sounds brutally difficult. Nice, but you know, Will Chamberlain scored a hundred points in one game. It's always got his. It's like Mike. Go look at him. He's making the progress, and then right then at the end. Well, I mean, yeah, just world class athletes. It's kind of a. Uh, what do I know? Again, what do I know? I played a lot of basketball. class athletes. You're talking about the NHL. Both, player. both the oh, NHL okay. and NBA. All right, okay, it's, fine. It's, it's not going right, to reach that mountaintop. You're going to have to be really talented at either. To say one has more talent than the other, it's apples and oranges. Who are the best athletes in sports, in your opinion? Uh, basketball players, without a doubt. So you come to this with some bias. I mean, but I mean, like, if you want to actually have that conversation, then we can. Sure, if you want, I mean, people want to be biased. I mean, we do have the Little Piddles Sports Business <sighs> newsletter. Yeah. Brought to you by Angry Beaver. Okay, just look at Giannis and oh, tell me if go. you know if you here can we find go. A, now we're activated. Now it happened. Find a better. Now it happened. A blend of skill and athleticism in the world, and I'd be interested. Like if you could actually find someone with a better blend of athleticism and skill in the world, I would be truly impressed. Same goes for Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Jokic, all these guys. Like try being seven foot and dribbling a basketball and getting around guys who are also seven feet tall. Uh, what do I know? You ever see Craig Stadler ball strike? Yeah, that's that, but that's all like almost all skill. Like it's not necessarily like that blend of athleticism and skill. That's why I think basketball does better than every other sport. Okay, Have a, it's going to be a tough forty-five minutes. Yeah, but shout out Jamie Rivers for real. Look at for that for real, for real, like, for the reals, for real. Like like a true, wonderful person to work with. I think he's hilarious. I think he's really talented outside of just hockey. You guys did have a sit-down yesterday about the Monday Night Miracle. We did, and he was actually more understanding than any texter who's ever texted into the 101 ESPN Air Comfort Service text line. Like, he was more rational about the situation than anybody. He must have known he was going to get the job, and he knew you were going to have a tough 24 hours. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, Tim, is he's, he's a considerate guy. He, he considers my feelings, and I appreciate that. So he was understanding about the fact that you did not know what the Monday right. Night Miracle Especially when I approached him like this. That you were getting ready to fight him. If you're watching on YouTube, what a reward for you. Right, and he said, if you're going to put those fists up, you better be ready to use them, boy. <laughs> and I was not. And you put them back down. Yeah, well, I think we both wanted to leave, you know, our faces as our livelihood. Sure, sure. So we don't want to walk Fighting in the workplace, usually not good, at least on the FM dial. Right, right. On HD2, we do it all the time. Uh, all right, you can uh, text in 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. You are also welcome to uh, watch on YouTube, talk it over. I see Tiny PP is active. Uh, he said the little boy who never played hockey is going to say basketball, LOL. Yeah. Tom Summers is in there. He's not a big fan of the conversation. I don't know how Tim works with it, and then I can't read it here. Uh, let's see Giannis skating around the rink. That's from the Walrus King. Here's the funny thing. Giannis will make more in his career than the entire 
Western just, Conference. Not, you, you just wealth shamed. You just wealth shamed. Well, I'm just saying, if, wealth shamed. If all these guys are such much better athletes than NBA players, why do Steph well, I mean, Curry and Clay yeah, Thompson make more money? Players, land in the plane. Throw under the break. Land in the plane. Jackson being considerate, uh, kind, talking about Jamie Rivers. Saying both hockey players and basketball players are world class. I'm just landing the plane. Folks, enjoy your stay in St. Louis. Come on in. Hello again, everybody. And then all of a sudden, you brought up money. Well, I'm just saying, like, if these guys are, you know, so much better, like, so, like, incredible athletes, they are incredible athletes, but if they're so much better than NBA players, why does, why is the discrepancy, like, so, like, Connor McDavid makes less than the eighth guy on the Heat's bench? Oh, my God. You just can't. You just can't. You just can't. You can't let me land the plane, <laughs> folks. We had an issue on the runway, so we're gonna take a stop in Columbia. It's always pleasant. <laughs> we have to fly over like that. Uh, I have had that happen, where Still. we're about to land and then I'll and we to go, shot right back up. I had to go back to Columbia, like we flew Columbia, Columbia, but then I had to like circle. I don't know what the hell happened. This was at Lambert. Uh, yeah, I guess it's fairly alternative. Bad things like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, we got the little pedal sports business <laughs> newsletter. <laughs> Yes. Brought to you by Angry Beaver, and uh, it's very active in the uh, YouTube chat and the uh, Air Comfort Service text line. Watch the show on uh, YouTube.com 101 ESPN channel. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan. St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Boom. Boom and boom is what I say. Welcome back, Balloon Party. 101 ESPN, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, number one, you see that we're both really cute. Number two, you see Jackson's kind of dancing. I really like this. This, this is your jam? Bumper. Yeah. You know, it's kind of kind of sway with the music a little bit. I think the beat's going to change up here. Oh, look at that. Orchestra. Nice. Yeah, that was sick. Uh, hey, uh, we got this little Piddles uh, sports business newsletter brought to you by Angry Beaver. But uh, Stephen Wilde would left a mic drop, and uh, Jackson vetted it during the commercial break candidly with the audience because this is called honesty in media. I use a little wizard's room uh, during the commercial break. Uh, strong stream, strong. And Jackson had a chance to uh, listen and vet it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, here's uh, Stephen Wilde. I mean, I get it. The kid wasn't even born yet when the Monday Night Miracle happened. Stop it! It was the greatest moment in Blues history besides the Stanley Cup. How can you not know that? Biddles, give me your address. I'm coming by today, and I'm going to go through your apartment, and anything with the blue note on it, I'm taking from you. If you have any picture of you in a Blues game, any Blues memorabilia, I want it. Take it down from Facebook. You're not allowed into the arena ever again. Tired of it. So you will not be allowed into uh, Enterprise Center for this upcoming 2023-2024 season and beyond, per Steve, who is removing all of your blues memorabilia and blue note uh, sweaters, hats, and the like. That won't, that won't take very long. Oh. Just, it's just... It wouldn't. Do you have any doggy stuff? Uh, Watch this. Defense doggies, defense. Defense doggies, defense. Nothing officially licensed by the club. Ah. <laughs> you know, so... So uh, therefore it's not in quote-unquote city red? Uh, no, it's a little bit of a... Real? Of a, <laughs> a traditional crimson. 
Uh, Tim, I'm getting lambasted on the text line like I've never seen before in my entire life. The Monday Night Miracle <laughs> thing was a moment. The I think that pales in comparison to to my take on basketball players are better athletes than hockey players. That's what that's what's that. Well, I think it's the com- combination. You got yesterday not knowing the Monday Night Miracle, and now the thing is, I see somebody going, "Is this guy? A, is this kid a bit?" <laughs> and that just didn't the case. The Jackson loves basketball, and he loves the NBA. I do. I will say this, whereas. Privately, I would counsel you to keep some of these opinions to yourself and, and to your homeboys. Yeah. Miss Butler, shout out. Uh, I respect that you come on this station and proudly display your love for the association and acknowledge, as opposed to try to fake your way through it, that you are not a huge Blues fan or fan of the game. Now! What one? I'm trying to play the role of speaking for the dissenter, right. of which we have. Uh, yeah, there's choices for sure to read from. They may say it's your job to care. It's your job to know right. about the St. Louis Blues and the NHL, especially when you're on a sports talk station in St. Louis and the station carries the St. Louis Blues. What would you say to those people? What I would say is I wear multiple different hats. Didn't need to include different. You're right. I wear multiple hats nice. in my line of work. I also produce and I'm on the show of The Morning After, which airs on KPNT HD2, uh, also on YouTube. Yeah, that's kind of, that was kind of a brag. Now. Uh, I also produce and do this sh- podcast with you. Yeah. Tim, Tim McCurran show. show. Unbelievable. A lot of profanity. Right. Juvenile, I think it is. No doubt. On top of all of the behind-the-scenes stuff I do for all three of those programs, including this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so my job is not solely to talk sports. Mm. In fact, I would say that is a single-digit percent of what my job is. Mm. So therefore... Um, I understand where people are coming from with that, and I respect their opinions. Oh, wow. I also would yeah, like to make plane. a slight retraction. Oh, no. I would. I want to make a slight retraction. We're going to go back up into the atmosphere. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I, the thing with the money in the NBA is not a fair comparison. Oh, my gosh. The NBA players don't make more money because they're more ta- like, talented athletes. That's not fair, and it's not accurate. Wow. They, wow. Make, they make more money because their sport is that much times more popular. And that, but that's just a fact. Like TV ratings and honestly, player salary reflect that. That I'm not like that's not an opinion. That's just a fact. Basketball in America is more popular than the NHL. The NBA is more popular. Like that's just a fact. That's why they make more money. It's why the NFL players make more money. It's why Major League Baseball players make more money. I'm not saying that to chastise your passion for the game of hockey to anybody out there. Please enjoy it. Like love it. You should love what you love. But that's just a cold hard fact. This guy's an idiot. Demote him to an unpaid intern. Thanks, 314. Yeah, he wears a lot of hats. The ass hat. That's from Old Pimp Daddy Beard Company? That guy right for friends? <sighs> My God. I think it started with the Monday Night Miracle. <laughs> I think there was gasoline on the fire by looking down on people who like the show Friends. Yeah. 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 Then you got this NBA thing and what... But I think I think at the core of it, I think you're a hurt boy because you didn't get the blues color analyst. That job. could be it. You know, sometimes I don't look under the hood of my own self interests. 
I don't necessarily, you know, take stock or take inventory of what I need. And I think my performance on this show reflects that. There's something in my throat. I'm not getting emotional. <clears throat> Regardless, again, super happy for Jamie. I think that the broadcast will be better off for having Jamie instead of myself. Well, I'm very happy for him. I thought you would have done a great job as well. I think it would have been fun for the audience to have somebody in your position with the game of hockey giving the analysis. I'm sure John Kelly would have loved spending 82 nights with you. Well, don't they do like some national, like if you, never mind. Uh, but uh, but I'm happy for Jamie. I think he'll he'll do a wonderful job, and uh, and he's going to still be doing the fast lane too. Outstanding, he is, and he's a workhorse man. He he works like he's out there. He's working. So shout out Jamie Rivers for real. Yeah. Incredible guy. Incredible talent. Really happy for him. God bless America. There it is, and of course Canada, where he's from. God bless Canada. Yeah, amen. All right, uh, we got the sports business. <sighs> yep, it's the sports business. Exhale loudly. <laughs> Newsletter? <laughs> yep. Why is that review? Uh, it's brought to you by Angry Beaver. That's coming your way. Uh, give me one. I, I, you know what? Me and the clock have never been good friends here. I, I, you know, what do we do? 90 minutes before a break on TMA this morning? On the low side. Yeah. I just can't. And then I, we do, what, two hours on my podcast? I just, I can't. I, I, I need a little taste here of the yeah. sports business newsletter. There you go. By Angry Beaver. So I'll, I'll tease what this first question is going to be. Oh, so you're telling me not to answer it. Wow. Well, you know, we like to get better at teasing. All right. We can do it however you feel. No, it's your show. <laughs> Al Michaels has responded to his critics saying his lack of, en- talking about the lack of enthusiasm on his calls of Thursday night football. Michaels is quoted saying, what do you want me to do? Scream, holler, yell at the game? That ain't me. That ain't Joe Buck. That ain't Jim Nance. I can't pay attention to anti-social media. Shot at Gus Johnson. <laughs> we live in a country with 330 million people, and if eight people rip you on social media, I'm going, huh? What do you make of Al- Michael's comments? There does seem to be a trend of broadcasters adding some extra English to a call. What do you think of that? Do you think future play-by-play will mirror sports analysis with the equivalent of hot take theater? Oh, so that's the thing. You, you know what, Jackson? You were right. Mm-hmm. You should be the captain of this ship. I don't even I strip the sea from my sweater. Because you should be the cat. There's too much for me to try to answer that question because I'm going to be at 10:45 by the time I get done with it. It's Thank a good question. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right, we'll t- we'll tend to that. Now, where did, by, by the way, where did you, was he on like Marchand's podcast? Uh, I I got this. I listened to that. I haven't I haven't heard that episode. If he is, I got this quote from the New York Post. I don't know where. Oh, they that's might well, have, that's where Marchand writes. No doubt. I I just don't know if they aggregated the story or if. They were if it was on okay. Marchand's podcast. All right, cool. We'll talk about that along with the other questions for the Angry Beaver Sports Business newsletter that is coming your way next. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alt Toyota on Speed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. You know, Jackson uh, brought up the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team that plays in downtown. And uh, they take it on the Oakland A's. Yep. A baseball team that will be playing in Las Vegas on the strip somehow. And I was there in May, and I was talking to some of the Uber drivers when we would be riding around. I go, "How's that going? It's already brutal. They're going. It's already brutal traffic yeah. wise, and now it's going to be. I don't know. I mean, at least the Death Star, where the Raiders plays, on the other side of the interstate from uh, Mandalay Bay. Anyway, during the commercial break, I went to take a look at because the, the Cardinals are coming tra as You know, they're going to shock the world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're only eight and a half back of the third wild card spot. Okay. Yep. So. They get four with the Mets after tonight with the A's, and then they get the Pirates next week. So whether you want to believe or not is not my concern. But if you are interested in the magic that is the Cardinals going and winning the World Series, go put $100 down, and you know how much you'll win, Jackson? $75,000. That'd be nice. $75,000 for almost Everybody listening to this show and not producing it, $75,000 is a lot of money. If you think the Cardinals can just win the National League but not win the World Series, that's fine. You'll get $50,000 on a $100 bet. Yeah. Well, if they Are hold- you interested in throwing that around? Because $100 for you is like, I don't even know if you'd, you'd, you'd bend over to pick it up. Well, like just from like a, like if you broke it down, it would literally not be worth my time. I make more in the one second it would take me than to pick it up. That's what I thought. Very similar to plenty of billionaires out there. What I would say is, if they hold serve for another week, maybe it's a little bit more realistic in a week, and oh, then when Bill. I'm at Circus Forcebook next weekend, oh, that's right. next week, then that's when you place it. I uh, saw that Missouri on that over win total of six and a half, it's actually plus money. It's like plus 108. Really? Yeah. It's just such a lack of faith. That's what I see out there. I re- I, tr- this isn't like a fan thing. Like, I think Illinois, what's Illinois? Do you know what Illinois' win total is? Is it six and a half? I'd take Illinois' win total. I'm yeah. not an Illinois fan. Sure. But I call it how I see it. Right. And like the history of Missouri football like, has nothing to do with what next season's going to be. Now, injuries, of course, the automatic disclaimer. But when you have 18 starters coming back. Right. Absolutely. And the, the butt-ass brigade they have in September as far as the schedule goes. Yeah. You got to be exit in September with four of those wins. Now let's find three more on the schedule the rest of the way. I can find them easily. Oh, what do you have for me? South Carolina at home. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, Arkansas after Thanksgiving. <laughs> and then, you know, I don't think it's outrageous for me to say that they'll go between the hedges and come out. Okay. You know, <laughs> you know they have, but they do have a week off before they go to Georgia. Wow. Listen, I was in the the building last year when Georgia came to Columbia, and they barely escaped with, oh, I know. with their hats. I'm sitting out on the patio with my wife watching it, and I had bet Missouri. I bet Missouri straight up, yeah. just for like the hell of it. Yeah. And I'm going, 
Holy crap, I might get hit. Nice little, nice little taste. Anyway, we got this Al Michaels question, and we only have so much time on this right. show. So much to get to such little time. That's exactly right. I think that's Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Charlie Bucket. Charlie Bucket, and somehow his grandparents all slept in one bed. Yeah, we're going to talk more about the lifestyle on Thursday's show. Let's get back into this Al Michaels question. Al Michaels has responded to his critics saying his lack of en- talking about his lack of enthusiasm on his calls on Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. Michaels is quoted read saying... The re- read it like you're not trying to, to, to read like at the end of the sports cast, and they said, hey, weather needs to come back up at the five-day. <laughs> that's when panic would ensue for me. I can't be thrown off. Al Michaels has responded to his critics talking about the lack of enthusiasm on his calls of Thursday night football. Michaels is quoted saying, what do you want me to do? Scream? Holler? Yell at the game? That ain't me. That ain't Joe Buck. And that ain't Jim Nance. I can't pay attention to anti-social media. We live in a country with 330 million people. And if eight people rip you on social media, I'm going, huh? What do you make of Al Michaels' comments? There does seem to be can a I, trend. Can I stop there? Because I think you had some great questions on the back end, but I want to go step by step. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I understand what he's saying. I do think that it was, as somebody who watched those games, I would play Daily Fantasy and right, right. Know, put rosters together for Thursday night games because I'm a degenerate. Uh, and I thought it was I thought it was noticeable. I thought what I thought what he was was irritated that they didn't have a better schedule. Right, the match. I don't think he necessarily didn't have passion for doing it. I really do think this, and I guess this will be a popular, you know, assessment, uh, you know, with a portion of the audience here. But I really do feel like there is a thing that I think is just bad business, and that is like once you hit a certain age, I guess it's usually around your sixties in the United States at this moment. It's like, ah, he's old, he's disinterested, he's complaining, he isn't worth the same, and that may have been the case pre the medical technology we have now, pre people taking care of themselves or being able to take care of themselves with more knowledge. But I think it's, I think it's bad. I think it's bad business taking sports casting out of the equation, whatever. I just think it's bad business. And I think we saw it with Tony La Russa in Chicago. Yep. Like, it's like, oh, he's too old. What the hell? What's that got to do with it? Jack McKeon led the Marlins to a World Series randomly in 2003. Uh, And he was older than La Russa, if I'm not mistaken, when he was at the White. So I I think part of this is ageism, actually, against Al Michaels. That's what I think. I don't think he was, I don't think he was bad. I think he was just kind of irritated. And I think Joe and Troy might have been to an extent with their first year schedule Monday Night Football. But at the time when those games had been scheduled, I think it might have been before they were announced. Either way, the Thursday night games and the Monday night games are better this year. Theoretically, sometimes you don't know how teams are going to play out. Right. They're so, flexing this year, too. And, and so that adds to it. So I don't. So I, 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 I reject the premise that he was disinterested, and I understand where he's coming from with the social media thing. I'm well on the record with where I am on that crap. All right, wait, 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 wait. I know you got more questions. There does seem to be a trend of broadcasters seemingly adding a little bit of extra English to a call. What do you think of that? Now, extra English, you mean like the yelling? Yeah, like talking about taking, and by taking I mean Orlovskying, no, Stephen Aing, not the not the latter, more so the former of of getting fired up. Yeah, I agree with. I I think that stuff's kind of hackneyed, honestly. Mm -hmm. Anybody can yell, you know. That doesn't, you know. My thing on it is like, if you do that all the time, it takes away hundred percent from some of the big moments. I think of Gus Johnson as being the original yeller, right? 
And the reason he was the original yeller was not because he was a yeller. He happened to be calling NCAA tournament games where there were these ridiculous finishes. And then it became, oh, I love Gus Johnson. Man, he's on the call. This is going to be fun. And then I think he felt like he had to become the yeller. Kind of lean into it a little bit. So now if it's a Fox college football game at 11 o'clock and Gus Johnson's on, I'm like, oh, I got to turn the volume down a little bit because this, you know, three-yard touchdown run in the first quarter has turned into Desmond Howard against Ohio State right. in 1991. So let's settle down a little bit. Right. Yeah, I don't. I think that stuff, like I said, it's, it's prop comedy for sports casting. All right, what's the next question on the same question? Do you think the future of play-by-play will mirror sports analysis with the equivalent of hot take theater? Uh, No, I do not. But my reasoning for that is most organizations, the Baltimore Orioles being a recent example, but I don't think it's limited to the Baltimore Orioles. And in part, I think because of their players, don't want, you know, what Harry Carey was doing, which was, no, he dropped it, you know, and like, I don't want to say calling out, but expressing, Discussed with a specific play slash player, that I, that became unpopular. From my standpoint, at the moment, at the moment, for the most part, on local broadcasts, a lot of them are the same, with rare exceptions. Now, what I think could actually happen, and part of it is, will be because of what took place with John Angelos and Kevin Brown and the Orioles over the last couple of weeks is an organization, not a blue-chip organization like the Cardinals. In other words, an organization that that's rock-solid. But like the Rockies, for example, might go, you know what, let's, let's throw a curveball here and let's have a little more colorful broadcast to try to get people, not, not with, you know, prop comedy crap, but, but with, you know, more truth-telling, more direct observation, more not balloon parties. That's where the name of the show comes from. What Joe Strauss would say was the post-game shows on Cardinals games when they would lose, we're not going to talk about the loss. Here's, you know, Jim Edmonds hitting a home run in 2004. Um, I think there's an opportunity for that. I think in a way, also the aging of audiences and how organically podcasts and more or... um, lighthearted approaches to sports as that audience gets into its 40s and 50s and becomes a target demographic mm-hmm. uh, they're not going to want what has been this watered down corporate cookie cutter style right and so I could see that becoming the direction that it goes what do you think Jackson you're you're young tyke yeah I think that there is something to like there's a guy who does the broadcast for the Hornets who gets really animated every time, like anything, like a dunk goes down. He like it's like he sat on a needle or something, like starts screaming at the top of his lungs. And I look, you know, at what people say about that because I like to keep my ear to the streets, as they say too. Yeah, I know you do. And people seem to really enjoy it, or they at least appreciate like the enthusiasm, I guess. So I do think that people kind of getting more and more animated into everything will. Well, then it will be fake. Right. I'm not saying it works for people. Then then God bless. You know, as I say, some people like some things, some people like other things. Yeah, don't like other things. Yeah. I think, and I'm not saying it's my personal favorite. I I think there's time and place for all of it. But I always go about like Joe Buck is the king of letting it breathe. Yeah. And when I'm watching a college football game, like let's say it's Penn State versus Michigan and it's at Penn State and the place is going bonkers, I want to hear that. 
all I want to hear is that after a big play. I want to hear the crowd roar. Same thing with playoff baseball, playoff hockey. I want to hear the energy in the building more so than I want to hear the people on play-by-play. And I feel like less and less people are doing that because you want that signature call. You know, like, do you remember what this person said after this goal? It's like, I don't want to remember that. I want to remember the moment more so than the call. Right. Yeah, Vern Lundquist let the uh, the famous kick six breathe. That was that happened to be on the SEC Network this past weekend, and I watched it. I showed my so son. I said, this is one of the greatest plays in college football history. You're oh about to see God. it. I bet there was more than a minute between Joe Buck saying, we'll see you tomorrow night, and Tim McCarver. And I believe he was the first person to talk after that. And he goes, how'd this happen? It's you know? perfect. And I, I love that. I know it's what you're saying. Perfect, but that's different man. than like the yelling thing. Sure. Uh, and I know, and I know you're saying that you're presenting that as an example. All right, uh, 1049, we got a break. Uh, this is Balloon Party. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yeah, where's Jackson dancing? Jackson, they're talking about your trip to Tennessee with 12 guys in the YouTube chat, I see. I think the actual number is 13. 13 guys? Baker's dozen. I like that, Baker's dozen. All right, what do we have on this Little Piddle's Angry Beaver Sports Business Newsletter? Okay. Why the pause? I'm working. I'm trying to, like, become a better broadcaster. Hmm. So, like, I'm trying to... I thought I was too pregnant. If there's such a thing. I don't know if there's such a thing. There's... Right. Uh, Reading Awful announcing this morning, Nebraska AD Trev Alberts discusses the possibility of a college football premier league where the top 30 to 40 teams would be in one league and everyone else in another. Uh Is this akin to your theory of the NCAA shifting to more of the NFL style of competition? Could they maybe include relegation in this system? Do you think this is the future? Uh, I just don't know why anybody would agree to relegation. You know, I just like, why would you... Listen, I would love it for the record as a fan. I just, I, you know, want to answer honestly, and I just don't know why anybody would agree to that. Why, mm-hmm. why take on risk? And then my bigger reaction is, well, I hope Missouri's in the top. <laughs> so, um, yes, I, that's that's the direction that I think it's going. Right. That's the direct. That's that's what it will be. I think. I think it'll be larger than thirty or forty. I think it'd be all the power. Four, power five, power four. Yeah, I, I just I think that, that that's the direction that it's going, and I think that'll be here within certainly within a decade, possibly within five years. Yep. So that does not surprise me. Now people are starting to get more and more comfortable talking about it. Yep. And then also on the heels of that question, mm-hmm. do you feel the upcoming college football season will feel like the calm before the storm with major conference realignment on the horizon on top of the college football playoff changing? Do you feel like the big picture issues or topic of realignment will overshadow the play on the field this year or will people hold on dear to what they know? You know, I think it, when we're talking about it on a Wednesday, well, yeah, that, 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 that's what we'll be thinking. But as a guy who is a huge golf fan and certainly watches it, don't talk much about it on here unless it's something that, that transcends sports, um, I, I find myself watching tournaments and I'm not thinking about live right. at all or I'm not thinking about you know, Jay Monahan's bizarro world out of nowhere, you know, interview on CNBC in June. I'm just watching the golf. So when I'm watching college football and college football is really one of the only sports that I don't care if it's a team I have emotional attachment to or some kind of wagering. I just like watching it. I love it. I really look forward to that. I don't think I'll be thinking, oh, it's a shame the Pac-12 ain't going to be here next year. I just, I don't think that that, or oh, Oklahoma and Texas is going to be in the SEC. I don't think that 
that's I, I think I'll enjoy the games, and I think most people will as well, which may sound counterintuitive at the moment. What do you think? I, I agree with the sentiment of, in the moment right now, we are reacting to it because there is no play on the field at the moment, so it's basically the only topic we can talk about when it comes to college football. And I think that more and more stories and more and more topics or theories, kind of like what the Nebraska AD had, will come be coming up as the football season goes. But yeah, once it comes to, down to brass tacks, we're going to be talking about Heisman trophies and all the minutia that goes along with college That'll football. Be rankings. The next year is the year where it's going to be. That, that, that'll change because now you're talking 12 teams. Right. And I think it will be like, it will hang over the heads. For the playoff, I'm talking. It'll hang over college football, but I do not think it will dominate it once it comes down to it. I, I, I would draw an analogy to the live golf thing, which I think is a much bigger potential impact on golf oh, than, for sure. than, than yeah. this shift. Um, but I think this shift is going to lead to a completely different way in which college football is is played uh live golf has geopolitical right. implications and that's that's a that's a separate conversation all right bk and ferrario are coming up next uh jackson big day big day out there is what i say about you big day yeah absolutely and you know what bk and ferrario have mason win coming on today oh wow yeah all right. i think at one o'clock there you go that's coming up on bk and ferrario for action jackson i'm tim mckernan this has been balloon party driven by mungan st louis accurate on toyota one always You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.